All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome to Invest Wisely here with Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. He's the managing partner there. Their organization invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios designed just for the particular client's needs. If you have any questions this half hour about the market, how the AKW Group invests their clients' money, how Walt Secura works, give us a call, 330-673-1234 here in Akron or online at WNR.com, toll free at 800-669-4100. Walt, the word schizophrenia comes to mind when I keep looking at what's happening on the stock market on Wall Street. After a string of, of uh, really some tough weeks, we had the best week last week since the beginning of this century. Man, we can't seem to have, find one, uh, one direction or another to go in. Well, it just shows you, Bob, that everybody out there is really searching for answers, and there's a lot of uncertainty, and you know, prices can change quite dramatically. Um, the S&P, as you mentioned, 500 broke a seven-week losing streak uh, this past week, and it, it was the worst 100 days since the Great Depression, you know, back in the 1930s, uh, the start of a stock market this year. So it was good to get a nice recovery after seven losing weeks. We in my career, I really haven't seen a market start off a year like this ever. Uh, but the S&P closed up 256 points, up 6.6% for the week, uh, now only down 12.8% year-to-date. I say only, but still very painful to be a negative 128 uh, The NASDAQ was up 760, uh, 776 points for the week, up 6.8%. And now is down 22.5% year to date. So the NASDAQ is still underwater, still in bear territory. Uh, the Dow Jones was up 1,951 points, up 6.2% for the week, and now sits negative 8.6%. And that Russell 2000, the measure of those small and mid cap stocks, was up about 114 points for the week, up 6.5%. And year to date, we're at negative 15.9%. Uh, last week, Bob, we saw all 11 sectors, uh, you know, out there in the economy turn positive. Uh, consumer discretionary is up 9%. Uh, we saw a lot of the big tech names come roaring back. Uh, we did see some other things happening, though. Crude oil, um, you know, went back up to about $114 a barrel, so we were back to those May highs. And uh, we see the Federal Reserve out there still posturing uh, from the pulpit that, you know, inflation's still not under control, and they're going to be very aggressive, uh, you know, in fighting inflation still as we go forward. Now, the rally was a good thing to see. A lot of people like to see that, feel better about it, but now they're worried that the Federal Reserve may even uh, increase interest rates more because of what they've been talking about, as you said, and, and the concern about the battle of inflation is continuing. Is that is that a real possibility? It is, Bob. 
job. I mean, the Federal Reserve is uh, really postured to be quite hawkish and, you know, to really make a monetary policy shift from what it's been the last uh, couple years when it really supported uh, the economy and supported the stock market and risk assets. You know, the the Federal Reserve has shifted position. And, and it's interesting, Ben Bernanke, uh, the former Fed chairman, made a statement this week that, you know, monetary policy in our country is about 98% talk and 2% action. And that's a, a, for, a former Fed chairman talking, saying that really a lot of what the Fed does is they talk and, and they really posture and position and they get, you know, banks and businesses and consumers thinking a certain way. Um, they really don't have to do as much in action. I mean, they, you know, the, the method is out there now. They're saying that, hey, things are going to be tighter. Interest rates are going up. Everybody's bought into that. Everybody believes interest, or, interest rates are going to keep going higher, that inflation has to be pulled back under control. And a lot of businesses are starting to shift their policies. Consumers are starting to pull in a little bit back on their spending. We see mortgage rates going up. So a lot of the impacts start just by what they say. And, and they're going to be very difficult, you know, as far as their language. They're going to be very strong on the fight against inflation. So it's like uh, the old bully pulpit they talked about from the president. They're using their position as a, as a bully pulpit instead of actually having to do anything. That's absolutely right. That's exactly what they're doing right now, and I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. As you talked about, again, the S&P 500 down for the year, nearly 13%, the NASDAQ down over 22%. Uh, just give us some perspective, Walt, on some of the other worst down years of the market and what the typical recovery time back then was. Yeah, I mean, if you go back, Bob, I mean, there's about 11 years that we can talk about. Uh, 1931, the S&P for the year uh, closed down 43.8%. That was, of course, the Great Depression. In 2008, when we had the financial crisis with the mortgage, we were down 36.6% for that year. Uh, the 1937 crash, we were down about 35%. Uh, the 73-74 bear market, we were down about 25% for the whole year. Uh, the Great Depression back in 1930, about down 25%. Uh, the dot-com crash uh, back in 2002, I remember it well, down about 22%. Uh, the 73-74 bear market, again, down 14.3%. Uh, World War II, we were down 12.8 for the year. The dot-com crash back in 2001, 11.9. Uh, World War II, we were down about 10.7 back in 1940. And the 1957-58 recession, we were down 10.5. So just for some perspective, you know, we've had about 11 really down negative years. Um, most of those come back, Bob, and they come back within a period of time, typically within, you know, a year to two to three. It just depends on, on the damage. And, and, again, if we get into those recessionary times, I think that's the big thing we have to look at now is that the damage has been done by the bear market. It's just what we push into recession, which might push out the recovery a little bit longer. Once again, looking at some of the history and study by researchers, this goes back to 1952 that found three factors can explain some 85% of the market moves over time, productivity of the economy over the long term, how much rewards of the economy end up going to households through income, earnings or dividends, and finally risk aversion, which is basically how people react to this uncertainty. Uh, which of those has the greatest impact? Well, Bob, the greatest impact comes from risk aversion. 75% of that variation in the stock market comes from risk aversion. So really it goes back to just what we all probably know and sometimes forget that 
stock market's driven by emotions. You know, a lot of times people call me and they say, what's happening today? Why is the market going down or why is the stock going down? It's emotions. It's it's uh, the same reason, you know, our our kids or our spouse or sometimes act irrationally. It's the emotions. Emotions and feelings change quickly. And, and that has to be remembered because just as negative as everybody's become, people can become positive quite quickly again. And a lot of these investments that were at much higher prices have not changed that much as far as their business models, their revenue, their profits, the prospects of rewards. What's really changed is the emotions that people feel and their ability to take risk. People are becoming a lot more risk-off, and, and that's why we're seeing these major changes in the market. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secure of the AKW Group on this holiday Sunday, inviting your calls at 330-673-1234. Time for Trends and Insights section of the show, when Walt does uh, remarks on some of the many, many things he's come across during the week that may or may not have an impact on the market or your or your own particular consumer desires, but are quite, quite interesting. Uh, the first is that the bank rate survey shows that only 18% of Americans are willing to put more money in the stock market this year, while another 18% plan to reduce their amount in stocks. This talks right to your, your risk aversion thought. Absolutely, and we see it, and I see it with a lot of people that I'm talking to and prospects uh, you know, that we're talking to. People are really uh, you know, risk adverse, and, and they really want to slow down on the stock investing. They want to reevaluate their asset allocations, You know how much they've had committed to stocks. I've talked to a lot of people that... Say in their 401ks, they reduced their their stock allocation. And again, as we talked about it, Bob, this isn't always the best time to make those moves. Uh, you want to do those things when the market is really kind of moving towards highs. You know, back in uh, September, October, when everybody was feeling great and everybody wanted to put more money in, that's the time that you reallocate. Uh, at this moment, with all the emotions and all the you know what's going on, it's probably not the best time to make those types of decisions. Another study in the Open Heart Journal finds that filtered coffee is associated with lower cholesterol, which in turn they say is better for your heart health. What is filtered coffee? Well, filtered coffee, Bob, is that old coffee maker we used to have before we went to the Keurigs and a lot of the other fancy coffee makers that people use today. Uh, filtered coffee is, you know, that, that ability to put money, you know, your coffee into a filter and uh, make sure you're straining it a little bit more. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, coffee has become a big part of our society, a big part of the world's economy. Um, you know, again, we've been a big holder of Starbucks for years. A lot of innovation with Starbucks uh, over the years and uh, other coffee makers that we follow. So uh, very interesting when you see trends uh, in coffee because it is such a big commodity worldwide. So the old Mr. Coffee is what you're talking about, right? Absolutely. And I got one here, here I'm staring at. I just I just made some filtered coffee in the old pot this morning. <laughs> that, that used to be based around Northeast Ohio somewhere. Are they still in, in the greater Cleveland area or do they go out of business? Uh, I'm not sure. That's a, that's a good question, Bob. I'd have to take a peek. Another study shows that 7 in 10 Americans say that sharing their bed with their pet, their dog or cat, improves their sleep. And 58% say they would rather sleep with their pet versus their partner. That's intriguing. <laughs> well, it just shows you how important pet ownership has become, you know, not only in the United States but worldwide. People love their pets and, you know, that unconditional love that comes from them. And, again, we, we play into a lot of these trends. You know, we follow a lot of 
lot of companies that have uh, done well, uh, you know, with the, the growth in pets. Uh, Zoetis, you know, we talk about them all the time in our core equity portfolio with the pharmaceutical side. We For, for animals and pets, companion animals, we talk about Petco out there, Chewy.com. There's, there's a lot of ways to benefit from these trends of, of pets. I tell you, our cat, uh, Oscar, doesn't like to sleep with us because I move around too much. In fact, now that it's my wife, she doesn't like to sleep with me because I move around too much. But I'm an active sleeper. I you know, get things done when I'm asleep. That you. There you go. <laughs> because the reminder, too, that uh, our Invest Wisely show here with Walt Securip and uh, myself, Bob Lewis, is a, a live show right now, every Sunday on the Advice Line. But we also record it to put it up on the podcasting uh, platforms like Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you missed the show or want to hear it again or uh, get a holiday weekend, maybe you didn't get up this early, you can find it every single week by Tuesday on those uh, platforms like Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple iTunes. Just go look for it, put in the search for Invest Wisely, and then you can listen to the show in total when you want to and how you want to. So keep that in mind because you can hear more about uh, the show and more about Stock Talk, which is Stock Talk, which is our next segment here with Walt Sakira. We're going to talk about specific stock issues that he's watching, and it's your time to give us a call to talk about anything that you're interested in, a particular stock issue, uh, something, again, in these interesting times. Maybe you want to jump in and buy, buy a company that uh, you think sounds intriguing. Find out what Walt thinks about it, 330-673-1234. Been outside of Akron, listening on W1Hour.com. It's 800-669-4100. All right, about 97% now. Of the S&P 500 companies have reported earnings for the first quarter of 2022. What are the insights you can give after looking over this uh, this data? Well, Bob, we see a lot of positive surprises. You know, 77% have had a positive earnings surprise. Uh, 73% of the companies have had positive revenue surprises. So, uh, you know, this quarter it, it wasn't that bad. You know, we'll just have to keep track of the data as we move to the, you know, the, the second quarter and third quarter of the year, and you know, continue to see this. But uh, right now, I'm feeling pretty good. I think there's a lot of companies out there that are doing a lot better than people think. Now, one of the specific stocks that you have in your core equity portfolio, Nvidia, reported earnings uh, recently, and the stock jumped about $21, or more than 12% for the week closing at $188.11 a share. Now, what did you see in that NVIDIA report, and what is your outlook for why they went up? Well, Bob, we like NVIDIA. We talk about them a lot. Of course, they're the designer of discrete graphic processing units. Uh, they're used in gaming, data centers, auto, auto uh, infotainment systems. Uh, they also play into technologies that we think about long-term artificial intelligence, autonomous driving. I mean, the, the company is well-positioned. Uh, they did really well for the quarter. However, they did note that you know, there is going to be some impacts as they go forward from the COVID-19 lockdowns we've seen in China and also you know, stopping their sales over in Russia. But for the quarter, Bob, 46% revenue growth, uh, $8.2 billion over $5.6 billion for the quarter. Earnings growth, 49%, $1.36 versus $0.91. Cents. Uh, this is a stock that was trading at 346 last year, trading at 188 now. Uh, you know, looks like a heck of a buying opportunity to us. Um, you know, you think about this company over the three to five year time frame. I think Nvidia is well positioned to uh, really surprise a lot of people as we go forward. Another large cap stock that you have is Costco. They reported earnings last week, and the stock went up over $54, with some 13% for the week, now at $470.76 a share. I guess the Costco memberships keep on being renewed, even though folks right now may not be buying as much. Yeah, 
92% renewal rate out there, Bob. Once you become a Costco customer, you know, you typically don't leave. Uh, 815 stores worldwide, uh, just, uh, you know, an impressive uh, retailer. You know, they've just really with these warehouses, on average about 145,000 square feet, uh, 75% of the locations offer fuel now, which obviously they're benefiting a little bit from the higher prices. Um, and they also have a pretty good online presence as well. And when you look at the company for the week, uh, for the quarter, they, they did well. Um, 16% revenue growth uh, for a retailer. The, a lot of retailers are struggling out there. We talked about a couple last week, Bob, that, you know, are struggling, but, you know, Costco contends to be, you know, they're, they're, they're competitive and they can, they continue to do a good job in this environment. We like Costco for the long haul. Another small mid-cap stock that you own is called Zscaler. They do uh, cloud security and other internet security services. They recovered last week uh, for $23 a share, some 18%, nearing $160 a share. What do you think about Zscaler, and is it still a solid holding going forward? It is, Bob. This plays into one of the trends we really talk about, cybersecurity, protecting networks, data, information, clouds. I mean, you know, where data is kept now. Uh, they have 5,600 customers, uh, 25% of the Fortune Global 2000. Uh, companies like Humana, Auto Nation, Simons, Johnson Control, Schneider Electric, the City of Boston. I mean, impressive uh, list of, of customers goes on and on. Five thousand six hundred of them. Uh, and again, you know, we just we just like the trends here. We think that uh, you know, <laughs> there's going to continue to be attacks out there in the in the secure in the internet world, in the online world, in the smartphone world, in the cloud world. Uh, for the quarter, 13% or 63% sales growth, uh, 286 million over 176, 13% earnings growth. And if you look over the next couple of years, really good prospects for growth opportunities here. Again, this is a stock that traded off from 376 down to 160. Uh, we think uh, maybe a little bit overdone and a lot of, a lot of opportunity ahead as we look forward. Another tech stock you have in your empowering women portfolio, Intuit, which makes the software for consumers and businesses, also recovered last week, over $54 a share, almost 15% to $422, 48 a share. Now, do you still see Intuit as a stock that has long-term merits for your portfolio? I do, Bob. This, this company has reached 40 years old, but they continue to innovate. Uh, four and a half million uh, businesses out there use their QuickBooks solution. A lot of small businesses, and uh, the estimate is about 40% of U.S. taxpayers use their uh, TurboTax to file. And a lot of people file last minute. According to the IRS, 20 to 25% put their taxes off the two weeks before April 15th, which means you need that technology uh, to get those taxes in on time. So uh, Intuit's just a very powerful company, one we like for a long time. Again, 35% earnings or revenue growth for the quarter, 5.6 billion over 4.1 billion, and 26% earnings growth, $7.65 a share versus 607. Again, a stock that was trading over $700 last year, 716 down to 422 at the end of last week. Nice recovery, but still a lot of opportunities we look forward. Ulta Beauty, another holding in your empowering women portfolio, reported some, as we might say, pretty results last week, jumping over $82 a share, almost 24% to close at 425.08. So in spite of the uh, problem that consumers might be having right now, they seem to be uh, still buying the beauty products. Absolutely. Yeah, this is something that's not going away. I mean, and they, they crafted out a great offering, 1,300 stores uh, throughout the U.S. and continuing to grow square footage. 
they also have to deal with Target to put that, you know, alter duties in select Target locations uh, where they may not be able to get a, you know, a site, uh, their own independent site. And they're doing a really good job with e-commerce, you know, kind of boosted through the pandemic. So uh, just, you know, they, again, selling a lot of products that women need, use over and over. Uh, you know, we're talking about a great quarter, 21% revenue growth, $2.3 billion over $1.9 billion, 54% earnings growth, 628 versus 407 in earnings per share. Um, again, this is a company that's recovered really well um, from the pandemic and uh, is reaching new highs. So, again, we like Alta Beauty as we look forward over the next couple of years. Williams Sonoma, the uh, kitchen aid and people like to do stuff for kitchens and, and housewares and things. That they're part of your empowering women portfolio. They also reported good earnings, and the stock went up $22, over 21% for the week, closing at a relative uh, low $130.91 a share. Are you still bullish on Williams Sonoma, and at that price, might you buy more? We are, Bob. We like Williams Sonoma. Again, we bought this uh, after some of the downturn of, you know this year. Uh, Williams-Sonoma is well-positioned in a very large market. You know, when you think a global home category in the U.S., it's about an $80 billion market. Uh, Williams-Sonoma has really carved out a really unique position there. Of course, they have the Pottery Barn, Pottery Barn Kids, the West Elm, uh, as well as the Williams-Sonoma brand names out there that they sell under. Um, again, very high-end um, type of products, uh, you know, going after the consumer that has a little bit more discretionary income. Uh, we know the discretionary income might come under a little bit of pressure this year, of course, with inflation and what's going on. But uh, these consumers tend to probably be able to afford, you know, the types of products that they're they're buying out there. And uh, we look at the quarter, and again, very strong for this retailer, about an eight uh, percent sales growth, revenue growth, one point eight billion over one point seven billion, and about a nineteen percent earnings growth for the quarter. At 350 a share versus 293. So, again, they were at 222, trading around a 130 now. You know, so in a year, we've seen a lot of drop off, and still a really good company. Uh, return on investment capital up over 30 percent. Uh, you know, a stock we really like here uh, with with the levels it's trading at. And stock talk now on WNIR, and you're on the air with Walt Sakara. Good morning. Good morning. Just having my filtered coffee, and uh, Walt, what did you say? Uh... How much did the market go down in 1929 on your chart there? Uh, 1929, let me swing back here again real quick. 1929, we were down, uh, what did I say? The Great Depression, uh, the 31, down 43.8%. 43. Yeah, 1930, okay. yeah, down I, about I, 25.1%. So, yeah. Yeah. That cybersecurity stock you mentioned, what, what's the symbol on that one? ZS. ZS. ZS? Yeah, ZS. The other oh, one we okay. like is Fortinet. It's FTNT. Those are those are two that I take a look at on that cybersecurity side. Okay. They said, Again, uh, I, hey, I what? wanted to mention, too, I got your pictures of uh, well, Kevin there in May uh, in the Bay of Fundy. I'm going to share those with Bob. But, uh, wow, what what a beautiful place. Thanks for sharing those with us. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I, you told me you wanted to see something, so I... I'm still trying to figure out how to email stuff. So, on that, <laughs> hey, I like the old-fashioned way, man. I, I'll tell you, I laid all those pictures out on my desk, and I just, I just closed my eyes for a minute and thought I was there with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you like it. I hope Bob does too. Well, thank you. Have a good week. Thank right. you. Thank Have a good you. holiday. I got a question for you, Walt, on a specific kind of stock. Do any of your portfolios? Do you have any stock in any of the oil companies? We do. Um, this year, we did buy Exxon Mobil. 
Um, so again, that was one that we went back to uh, early part of the year. And we also bought an ETF, Bob, um, called XLE. It's the iShare Energy. Again, we don't use a lot of ETFs, but when we want to get a position in an industry, like, you know, this year we thought, hey, you know, oil is just going to continue to go up. A lot of these energy companies are going to prosper. Uh, so we bought into XLE. So sometimes we use ETFs for position uh, in, in when we want to get into a certain sector, or a certain industry, a certain theme. Uh, that's when we get, we we jump into an iShare. Thank you. It seems again with the price of oil going up, and they seem to be comfortable now with their new price points of you know four thirty four and a half five dollars a gallon or more. Would this be a good time for other investors to try to buy into these oil companies, or would you still wait a bit to see the prices become more of a bargain? Well, I think long term, Bob. You know, fossil fuels aren't going away. Some of these have great dividends. Um, the dividends, uh, you know, they, a lot of these oil companies and uh, integrated oil and energy companies are buying back shares. Uh, you know, it still seems to me there's a place in a portfolio for some energy. Uh, they all have run up, so I think expectations have to be tempered down a little bit after years and years of underperformance. Uh, but I do believe there is a place in every portfolio maybe for some energy uh, you know, type of positions. Once again, the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, internationally known, of course, for all kinds of good things that they can give to the AKW Group. Their vast resources of knowledge and, and, uh, and uh, information can help their clients plan for their retirement, uh, do their tax reviews, do their Roth conversion analyses, much more than just investing money is what they offer the clients of the AKW Group. So if you're considering somebody that not only gives you investment advice, but other kinds of advice, uh, consider them as someone that you may want to be talking to about where to put your investments uh, in these months to come. Uh, last week, Walt, you talked about a key concept you uh, didn't want to get uh, too far on the sidelines because it's called missing a few of the best days in the market can have a large impact on investment results. And the idea is that the studies show that time in is more important than trying to timing the stock market. It, it is, Bob. And, I mean, I see these studies all the time. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to share this one with the listeners today. It was, actually came from Fidelity Investments, but it, it proved a great point. Uh, they showed a hypothetical investment of $10,000 in the S&P 500 index um, from January 1st, 1980, to March 31st, so ten thousand dollars put in the S and P back in in you know the 1980 would have grown if you were invested that whole time. It would have been about a million dollars, one point zero nine million dollars. If you would have missed the five best days of the market, it would have dropped to six hundred and seventy six thousand dollars. <laughs> if you would have missed the ten best days, it would have dropped down to four hundred eighty seven thousand dollars. The 30 best days, it drops down to 176,000, and the 50 best days, it drops down to 77,000. And I think what these studies really prove is the point that we talk about all the time. It's not worth it to time the market. You know, a lot of people say, why don't I get out? Why don't I go to the sidelines for, for a while? And, and my comment is always, I'm not sure we're smart enough to get back in. I'm not sure we're going to miss, you know, if we missed last week, think of last week, a 6% rise. If you were on the sidelines and you missed that, what about this week or what about a week in the future where you know, that market takes off on you and gets a little bit to higher valuation? So the best thing if you're an investor is to be an investor. Like I said, there's always things you can do. You can improve the quality of the portfolio. You can change the holdings around. You can upgrade. But I, I think leaving the market, trying to get to the sidelines is not really ever the best thing to do. 
So it really is important, as you say, to know the companies you're investing in, to believe in them, uh, and to look at what their what their prospects are and how solid they are and whether there are other benefits they offer other than just the stock price. So this is really where investing is at. The rest of it is a really like a, like a version of going to Vegas. Absolutely. Yeah, again, you got to stay away from speculation. That's where people lose. You know, you start to not know why you own, not know why you did something, listening to other people, getting caught up watching TV and all the talking heads, uh, getting scared out, out by somebody you think that's smarter or knows more. Um, and again, in our business, uh, you know, a lot of people out there are selling uh, investment products and they're going to use fear as a motivation point, maybe to get you to do something different, maybe that you shouldn't do. So uh, again, think for yourself, common sense, you know, try to find people that give good advice and, you know, always think longer term. Once again, Walt Sakara with the AKW Group here in Akron, they're going to give you that kind of solid advice if you call them at 234 466 7476 or in Pennsylvania in Washington Pennsylvania call their office there at 412-480-5090 tell them you heard them on WNIR Kent Akron and talk to them about the practical and common sense way to invest your money in individually owned stocks in this great American stock market 234-466-7476 for the AKW group here in Akron quickly Walt well, next week uh, short in a week what's going to happen Bob, we got a lot of data. We'll keep working hard, and we look forward to being back with you next week. Once again, you have a great Memorial Day holiday, and enjoy this uh, first real holiday for the last two years with the rest of your family. Walt Secure, the AKW Group, 234-466-7476. Talk to you next Sunday, Walt. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Auto Nations Inc., symbol AN. Chewy Inc., symbol CHWY. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol COST. Fortnet Inc., symbol FTNT. Alphabet Inc., symbol GOOGL. Humana Inc., symbol HUM. Intuit, symbol INTU. Johnson Controls International, symbol JCI. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Schneider Electric, symbol SBGSY. Simons AG, symbol SIEGY. Spotify Technology, symbol SPOT. Starbucks Corporation, symbol SBUX. Alta Beauty Inc., symbol ULTA. Williams Sonoma Inc., symbol WSM. Petco Health and Wellness Company, symbol WOOF. Select Sector Spider Trust, the Energy Select Sector, symbol XLE. Exxon Mobil Corporation, symbol XOM. Zoetis Inc., symbol ZTS, and Zscaler, symbol ZS. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Petco Health and Wellness Company Inc., symbol WOOF, in the past 12 months. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation, from Petco Health and Wellness Company, Inc., symbol WOOF, in the past 12 months. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of each fund carefully before investing. This and other information is found in the prospectus and summary prospectus. For a prospectus, summary prospectus, contact Baird directly at 866-442-2473. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing.